You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Welcome to Autumn on the Air. Israel has cultivated a thriving ecosystem where groundbreaking research from universities and medical centers finds its way into the hands of entrepreneurs and investors, shaping the future of innovation. With an impressive rise in startups originating from academic institutions, Israel is witnessing a remarkable synergy between academia and industry. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Karen Primer-Cohen, the CEO of Ramat, the technology transfer company of Tel Aviv University and co-chair of the Israel Tech Transfer Organization, ITTN. With extensive experience in leading complex technology transactions and a deep understanding of intellectual property, Karen has played a pivotal role in bridging the gap between academia and industry and Israel's thriving innovation ecosystem. Her collaborative efforts with industry leaders, venture capitalists, and research institutions have fueled the successful commercialization of groundbreaking technologies and the establishment of numerous startups. Welcome, Karen. I'm so excited to have you here on the air. Thank you. Happy to be here and thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm really excited to learn more about startups and tech transfer in Israel. So we have a lot we want to cover today. So let's go ahead and kick things off. Um, Karen, I wanted to ask you, um, the number of startups originating from universities and medical centers in Israel has seen a significant rise in recent years. What factors do you think have contributed to this growth and how have tech transfer companies like Ramat played a role in facilitating this trend? Well, I think it's a combination of a few factors. Uh, first of all, the industry's understanding of the huge potential that lies within academic institutions. The engine that develops hundreds of inventions each year, just for example, Ramad has around 120 inventions each year coming to it for, you know, selection and uh, uh, deciding what to uh, protect. Um, and um, the, the, the industry understands that it's a material support to their development within uh, their companies. The second are the researchers that are more and more um more and more of them think uh, in applicative terms and want to influence the industry and touch the patients and consumers, especially young and passionate researchers that understand that they can do both excellent research and also collaboration with the industry. And third, it's the tech transfer professionals that are making the magic of connecting all the players together. Yeah, definitely a lot of magic going on there um, with tech transfer professionals. And I wanted to focus for a second on collaboration between academia and industry, because this is often cited as a key driver of innovation. So based on your experience, how has the perspective towards academia and industry collaboration evolved in Israel? And what would you say the impact of it's been on the success of tech transfer initiatives? Well, first of all, I fully agree with this notion. Um, Let's take, for example, data flow. In the past, the researchers were the ones gathering data and distributing it to the industry. Today, big data has been gathered by consum- from the consumers and patients by the industry, and this data is very desired by the researchers in the institutions 
in order to perform scientific research and is a driver for innovation. Moreover, when we expose industry needs uh, and challenges to researchers, wonderful collaborations are arising together with innovative new ideas and technologies. This is why tech transfer in their unique role has a big impact on these kinds of developments. So as I mentioned during the intro, you're the CEO of Remot, and you've been involved in structuring research collaborations, joint ventures, and licensing transactions. Could you share with us some of the success stories that you've had and where these types of partnerships have led to successful commercialization of innovative technologies out of the university there? Yes, I'll be happy to. Um, first of all, I've been in the tech transfer world more than uh, 20 years now. Uh, and uh, in the role of this as the CEO of Ramat uh, in the past four and a half years. And I have a, the, I had the privilege of being involved in many research industry collaborations, some of which have turned into successful startups. Uh, for example, a company called Alpha Tau, which, has, uh, which was founded in uh, 2015 and led by Professor Yonaka Isari and Professor Itzhak Kelzo from Tel Aviv University. Alpha Tau is a pioneering company focused on researching, developing, and marketing technology for treating solid cancer tumors. The groundbreaking method for cancer radiation addresses many challenges and side effects associated with existing radiation therapies. In 2022, Alpha Tau achieved a significant milestone when it merged with a SPAC, reaching a remarkable company valuation of around $1 billion and becoming publicly traded in the NASDAQ. And notably, Alpha Tau has performed its uh, first successful treatment on a breast cancer patient this year. So I really uh, uh, see a, a good future for this uh, company and the, their amazing products. Uh, another company in another area uh, is Sertora. Uh, it was established around the technology of Professor Mulis Tagiv at Tel Aviv University in 2018. Sertora provides cutting-edge analysis tools for software developers working on smart contracts platforms with a particular focus on blockchain technology. The powerful tools can detect and prevent bugs uh, that, that may lead to errors, security breaches, or non-compliance with other contracts. And as of 2022, Sertora successfully raised approximately $43 million in funding, solidifying its position as an industry leader. So as you can see, Tel Aviv University is very diverse in its technology. Um, I think it's the most diverse uh, research institution in Israel. And another example for, you know, uh, another world, um, it's of a successful company with a very interesting technology in the field of cultured milk. Uh, it's called Imagendary. The innovative technology behind Imagendary's cultured milk production owes uh, to uh, the expertise of Professor Tamir Tula from Tel Aviv University. Founded in 2020, Imagendary employs artificial intelligence and synthetic biology to conduct natural fermentation of fungi and yeasts, producing proteins identical to those found in cow's milk. It's like a milk without a cow. <laughs> uh, their breakthrough approach holds great promise for sustainable and uh, ethical dairy production. And in 2022, Imagendary successfully secured around $30 million in funding uh, to further fuel their growth and impact. And also there is a great future for this company as well. And I believe there's quite a lot of research going on in Israel in the cellular agricultural space. It's a, it's a hotbed, I think, along with like the Netherlands and the U.S. Right. So I wanted to ask you, Karen, you're the co-chair of ITTN, which serves as an umbrella organization for tech transfer companies across leading 
research institutions in Israel. Can you discuss the importance of such collaborative platforms and the role they play in fostering knowledge sharing as well as best practices and ecosystem development? Sure. Um, as opposed to other industries, tech transfer organizations are colleagues uh, and not competitors. Each company has its own assets uh, to manage, meaning the researchers and their technology. So this fact allows us to fully collaborate on any challenge that we face and to share also resources. Assuming now tech transfer is a very complex world with many players, conflict of interests and agendas, there's many challenges arise along the way uh, that we all face them. It can be legal challenges or um, 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 business challenges or uh, regulation challenges uh, with the government. So we share our knowledge and expertise with each other, trying to make it easy for each other to solving problems and getting deals done. And also a lot of investors are coming to Israel to see technologies. So we share those as well. So we can strengthen the ecosystem as a whole, which is very important to all of us. And again, we, since we're not competitors, then it's not uh, on account of, uh, of each other. So uh, I think it's a, a very fruit pillow for collaboration. Yeah, and I want to stick on this topic of collaboration that you just mentioned here for a second, because obviously collaboration between academia and the government is crucial for driving innovation and tech transfer. I mean, you just talked about that. So could you highlight some of the successful partnerships between Tel Aviv University and government agencies that have resulted in perhaps some commercialization of research as well as the creation of new ventures? Yeah, well, the Innovation Authority in Israel uh, plays a key role in bridging the technological gaps between basic research and industry needs. Uh, in Israel especially, they're doing a really great job and widening the various programs that they have in um, the academia setting and also in the industry setting. Their various programs provide funding for industry academic collaboration and uh, by that motivates both sides to collaborate. Uh, there are a few products uh, which I cannot uh, say more about them because they are being used by the Israeli defense industry, but they are uh, being used uh, and uh, also by um, uh, colleagues abroad. And they have been started as a university invention with potential industry application. They got funding through a program called Magneton in Israel, which is a collaboration one-on-one -on -one industry and academia. And they were developed by the uh, um, uh, defense industry to full functioning products that are being used uh, these days. So I think that from um, Israeli academia perspective, the collaboration with government in the context of innovation authority is a very, very good one. And I hope it will continue to be like that. Now, Karen, based on what you've said so far, it's obvious that Israel is a hotbed for technological innovation, and I believe it's gained recognition to that effect, as well as startup success. So how does the tech transfer landscape in Israel contribute to this reputation, and what are some of the unique advantages it offers to startups emerging from academic research? Well, I see ourselves as a long-term incubation for startups. As opposed to the ones that are being developed in the garage and has limited oxygen for survival and a monthly burn rate, in the university, the patent protection capabilities and budget, the continuous business development efforts that are being exploited by uh, the technology transfer company, 
and uh, the tech transfer helping the technology to shape to the right direction and application, along with the various ways to find projects that are still within the university using the rich university infrastructure, along with the patience that we have until it is ready and mature enough for third-party funding and validation, I think that this is together is the secret for the uh, um, flourishing uh, startup uh, arena that we have here uh, around academic institution, because this is an advantage or let's say a set of advantages that startups outside just do not have. Yeah, absolutely. And besides the financial aspects, can you talk a little bit more about some of the forms of support that the tech transfer companies provide to startups and researchers? And how do you think these resources and mentorship programs contribute to the overall success and growth of some of the early stage ventures? Well, first of all, in the university, we have, uh, in addition to the tech transfer company, uh, various arms that uh, support uh, entrepreneurs uh, and the researchers that would like to be entrepreneurs uh, in the academia. We have an um, um, entrepreneurship center that give courses on how to be entrepreneurs, uh, how to do pitches, how to stand in front of an audience, um, how to develop products, uh, all the different methods that they are, launch pads and stuff like that. Um, in the uh, technology transfer company, we have a, a full professional team, uh, legal, finance, uh, business development, marketing, and patent, of course, in order to give them the full support that they need along the way, and uh, especially in the first steps of them, uh, uh, you know, building a startup around Tel Aviv uh, University Technologies. And I think that in addition to that, in the past few years, we've been concentrating in building communities and connections. Um, all the time, my slogan, my slogan is embrace the mass. Uh, we expose the inventions and capabilities and make endless introductions. We believe that this way will lead to many leads and many leads lead to many deals. And we think that this is the way. It's not like a, a one way, you know, step by step. It's doing everything together and making a lot of introductions, a lot of um, events, virtual physical, uh, a lot of push and pull um, with the researchers and with our industry partners. And a lot of seeds are, uh, are, are you know, uh, trying to uh, um, uh, trying to being built like that and, and becoming uh, later on uh, successful deals and startups. Yeah. So a lot of different touch points there that are, you're helping to encourage. So I wanted to move on and ask you a little bit about the field of deep tech. You know, that encompasses things like artificial intelligence, biotechnology, nanotechnology. And I mean, it's in the news every day. It's really gaining momentum all over the world. So how is Israel positioned in the deep tech space and what opportunities do you think it presents for tech transfer and startup creation there? Um, based on the latest report from the Israel Innovation Authority, the high-tech sector is the driving force of the Israeli economy in the last decade. With accelerated growth, it has become the largest and fastest growing contributor to Israeli economy, responsible for a significant share of exports. As of 2022, high-tech uh, accounted for a remarkable of 18.1% of Israel's GDP, making it uh, the industry with the largest uh, GDP in the economy. 
Comparatively, uh, in the United States, the share of the high-tech in GDP was 9.3% as of 2021, making Israel high-tech sector nearly twice as large. Among the key areas of, uh, of strength, Israel um, excels in three domains, software, fintech, and cybersecurity. These sectors serve as the forefront of Israeli high-tech, drawing substantial interest from entrepreneurs and investors. Examining the distribution of high-tech companies in Israel as of 2023, approximately 44% operate in the fields such as software, cyber, media, fintech, and communication. An additional 18% thrive in the life sciences, medical devices, and digital health. This trend is also evident in university-affiliated startups, including remote portfolio of approximately 100 startups, with 37% in high-tech, 22% in medical devices, 28% in pharmaceuticals, and 30% in other fields such as agriculture, full tech, energy, materials, and electro-optics. So a lot going on there in Israel, that's for sure, is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, Karen, I wanted to talk a little bit about your involvement in various boards and organizations, because it's obvious you have a broad perspective on the global tech transfer landscape. Are there any notable differences or similarities you've observed between tech transfer practices in Israel and other countries? And what do you think are some of the lessons that can be learned from these various international perspectives? I think that there are a lot of similarities between U.S. practices and uh, Israeli practices. I think that we've uh, taken a lot of the methods from uh, U.S. practices um, in the tech transfer field, uh, we usually go to the AUTM events and uh, we read the reports and we are involved in, this, uh, in these activities. Um, however, the differences that I see uh, is that uh, universities in Israel, I think, are more hungry uh, than uh, universities in the U.S. Um, here in Israel, we have um, materially less donations uh, than uh, U.S. university has. And this brings us to the uh, point that we have to get uh, our resources uh, from uh, other places and tech transfer uh, revenues uh, is um, one of them. And uh, this is why I think that we push very, very hard to make uh, as many deals as possible, uh, to establish as many startups as we can, um, and I think that hunger is uh, the force driving us. Um, as for European uh, institutions, I think that they are behind. Uh, they're coming to Israel, a lot of them, to learn how to do tech transfer. I assume that they are coming to U.S. to do that as well. Uh, I think that they are in the right path. Uh, it just will take time for them because uh, establishing the area of tech transfer is uh, very complex. It has to do with government regulation. It has to do with institution regulation. And these things take time. Uh, so even after you have all the regulations in place, then you need to start building uh, the companies themselves and uh, developing the expertise. And this may take years. But I think that they understand the importance of that. I think that no one doubts the importance of the tech transfer uh, point. Uh, in uh, developing the uh, academia to industry. And uh, if in the past there's a, there, had, there have been doubts uh, in this area of uh, why do we need that, maybe it's more than a more barriers than, uh, than input, I think that no one is saying that right now. I can tell you even that the Israeli government 
is uh, starting to motivate the academic institutions in their matching uh, oh, wow. with the, with results from tech transfer activities, which is something new. It's just, you know, it's in a pilot right now, but it is the right direction. It is the right direction of motivating the academic institution to develop the tech transfer uh, arena, to uh, uh, support it, to put more human resources and more funding in it, because everyone knows that this is very important to the growth of the industry. Karen, as our conversation comes to a close, I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give to universities, researchers, and aspiring entrepreneurs who are looking to navigate the tech transfer landscape successfully, as well as drive innovation in their respective ecosystems? I would say to them, just come and talk to us. Don't try to uh, uh, get all the information and find all the uh, um, answers in advance. Uh, just come to the tech transfer, start the way with us. Do not be afraid of bureaucracy and obstacles. It's our job to make it happen. And we are measured by it. It's our job to make deals happen, to establish startups. So you have to count on us that we would like it to succeed. We would not like to block it. So if you come to us, we will take you hand by hand uh, along the path of commercialization and we will find the right opportunity for you within the amazing inventions and technological and capabilities in Tel Aviv University. You just need to come meet our team and start the way with us. Well, thank you very much, Karen, for sharing your expertise and providing us with such valuable insights into tech transfer in Israel. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on Autumn on the Air. It was my pleasure and thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. New to tech transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for tech transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.